0: hello hi i'm zanzi and welcome back to the health for mzanzi podcast episode 103 proudly brought to you by health for mzanzi i am your host joe and i'm so excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you remember nothing is off limits This week, we unpack traditional healing and methods with Zabambo Nkize, better known by her spiritual name as Ndlovukazi. Have you ever wondered about traditional practices and what makes it different from the Western approach? Well, look no further. That's exactly what we'll be covering in this episode. Zabambo, how are you doing today? I am doing amazing. I'm doing well, and how are you? I'm good and I'm excited to get into this chat with you and like I previously said it's going to be my very first time um, having a discussion with a traditional healer and I think it's just great that it's with a female traditional healer for my first time. (laughs) How did this journey of traditional healing and traditional mentorship start for you? It all started back in 2020 Before that, I
1: was studying, and after studying, I was supposed to leave to go to China for a job that side. But the way things were happening in my life, that was not successful. And the way my life was so stagnant, I decided to go and see a traditional healer also for the first time. Upon reaching a traditional healer, he did mention that I had a spiritual gift, which at the time, I did not believe because I didn't understand the whole world of spirituality, nor did I even believe in it. As time goes on, I think a month later, a friend of mine who's a traditional healer more in the prophecy side also told me that I had a spiritual gift. So 2020, say March, April, I started becoming sick. Like psychologically, mentally, I felt like I was losing my mind. There's a process that I started doing called Amakobongo, which actually did reveal that I was spiritually gifted. Fast forward to June, I complete the, the process of Amakobongo and I start getting even more sick. And I actually went to initiation school on the 9th of August. I still remember it was a Sunday. On, on Women's Day. Day. Yes. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I that's how my journey actually started because I found out in 2020 and everything happened during the process of 2020. Most people say that they know since birth that they are spiritually gifted, but me, it was not the case. Growing up, I'm having more of deja vu. Now I know that I was going to be a traditional healer, but back
0: then I didn't understand it. Wow. What a journey, right? So fast forward to where you are now, and I'm sure having a bit more of a knowledge and broader understanding of what it is that you do, how does traditional methods and healing differ from the Western approach? In the Western approach,
1: there's more of the scientific side of it. You can go to the doctor, you can get a scan and whatsoever. Unlike the traditional side of things, you're relying more of your ancestors to tell you exactly what is wrong. And for them to give you a method of healing the person. in The Western medicine, you can go to the doctor, for example, and say you have a headache. They'll give you whatever prescription that they'll give you at that certain time. And the chances of it working are very high. But in the traditional side, five different people can come with the same headache. But there's going to be five different ways of healing the person, depending on how their ancestors want them to heal them. Some ancestors would want you to heal the person through prayer. Some ancestors would want you to heal that person using traditional herbs and whatsoever, some ancestors would actually want you to heal that person through water. Healing a person traditionally, it all depends on your ancestor and what your ancestor wants at that specific time. As much as I am a healer, and I think, for example, I know what your headache wants, but if your ancestors disagree with that, it's not going to work out.
0: So Mama, can I ask, for example, if I decide, like you just gave the scenario now, I have a headache, right? And I, I go to a traditional healer, for example, I go to you, but then I go to a different traditional healer as well. Could I possibly get to different, you could tell me your ancestors want you to use traditional herbs, but can a different mm. traditional healer say you need to pray? There's
1: one thing with us traditional healers we don't want to do is listen to other people's ancestors. We want to do what we were taught and what we think is best for that individual. So that's why you can go to one, I will tell you one thing, another healer will tell you another Okay. Thing. But if healer chooses to do what they think is best for you and not listen to your ancestor, the headache is not going to go away because they ah. don't listen to people that are supposed to heal you.
0: So it's basically the ancestors that are then guiding the process of healing. For Absolutely. example, the traditional healer is the vessel and the person giving the message to, exactly. yeah. is- Okay, I, th- I think I'm understanding this. And- Speaking of understanding, have you heard people have comments and opinions about traditional healing that are really just misconceptions and it's not true? So
1: I think growing up, even myself, I knew that especially a Sangoma, it's someone that is dirty. It's someone that practices witchcraft and whatsoever. Yeah. A Sangoma someone that is not educated, which is absolutely not true. Number one, I love myself. I do bath and I do look clean and I smell good. Uh, number two, the thing of a traditional healer is someone that is not educated. That is absolutely not true because I went through high school and I actually graduated and I did my postgrad. That's one misconception that's absolutely a lie. So yeah, and with the thing that sangomas especially, they perform witchcraft. That is yeah. absolutely not true. The purpose of a sangoma is to heal people, not make them even more sick.
0: Where do you think these misconceptions are rooted from? Do you think people have just had Bad experiences or is it people that have a lack of education about traditional healing? Where do you think the misconceptions are rooted? I can say it's lack of information because mm. if you, we go back in
1: the day, all these things that we know now, even talking about a traditional healing back in the day was very scarce. It was something that was meant to be kept a secret. So people ended up coming with their own ideas, what exactly a healer is doing and what exactly a sangoma is doing. So back in the day, a Sangoma was not someone that is very accepted in society. But other than this, there's a person that's called a Sangoma and then there's a person that's called Umtandas. Umtandas is basically someone who can pray for you, someone who's a prophet. So a prophet was more acceptable in society. Leading that, if I go back to what I said earlier on, Ray, back in the day, a Sangoma was seen as someone that practices witchcraft and if someone went to a Sangoma, we always used to think they're going to perform witchcraft. Little lot we know that Sangomas are also healers. And I think so it's lack of information. Most people having bad experiences ever with Sangomas because there's also good Sangomas and there's also bad Sangomas. And I think as always,
0: darkness always has a way to actually cover lights. So, Zamambo, I hear you using the term, you know, traditional healer and Sangoma. Can you use it interchangeably or can you be one or the other? When one goes into initiation school, there's a certain
1: role that they're going to play. So you either know that you're going to be a Sangoma or you're gonna be mtandaz. It was this prophecy. Or you're gonna be inyang. So inyang, it's smallest. We're like a pharmacist. You do not consult. You don't do anything. You just provide traditional oh, okay. help to people. But in your journey of finding yourself spiritually, your ancestors direct you to which route that you're supposed to go in. But I think the English word that everyone uses now is traditional healer, differentiating from between sangoma, between healer, between tanda's or okay. yang What would your services include? So I am a a sangoma. So in my sangoma, I do consultations. Consultations in terms of I can connect with your ancestors and your ancestors again come through my body. They use me as a vessel to talk to you at a specific time. I also provide cleansing. So if your ancestors want you to go and get cleansed, I do that for you. If there's a certain ritual that I'm supposed to perform, I also perform it for you.
0: Is it something that you'd practice
1: full-time? Absolutely. I do do it full-time. I tried doing it part-time, but it wasn't my journey and wasn't my purpose to do it part-time. And I decided to do it full-time again.
0: Zamambo, would you say that traditional practice is culture-specific? What I mean by that is, can only people of a certain culture access your services or make use of traditional healing? Or is it available for everyone? It is available for
1: everyone. As much as culture really will do things differently, and maybe some terminologies are different, but at the end of the day, you need to heal a person. So the whole purpose at the end of the day is to get healed. As much as each healer will do things differently because we learn in different ways, and our spirits come in different forms due to our culture. For example, something I've noticed, since I'm a Zulu-speaking person, I do things differently to a closer individual. So at the end of the day, we are both healers, but we do things extremely different. But the end goal is to always heal.
0: You mentioned now the difference between Zulu and Xhosa as well. But if it's someone, for example, from a different ethnic background, what would the impact be of that? Funny enough, I do consultations, for example,
1: other races. With spirituality, at the end of the day, we all work for God. Just that God has his own angels. And with me, my angels are my ancestors. So, for example, even if your ancestors come through me, I will speak in the form of whatever angel that that's actually guiding you at that specific time. So if they're telling you that you need to pray because that's what they used to do back in the day while they were still alive, I will also tell you that you also need to pray. And that's the one way that your ancestors are going to be healed. I hope that makes sense.
0: Mm. No, you are definitely making sense. And I think lastly, what I just want to know from you as a traditional healer and being in this day and age, which we consider as modern, What would you think, is traditional healing still relevant in such modern times? Absolutely. It's still very modern, but I think most healers are
1: losing the purpose of what they really called on for into this whole spiritual journey. They're trying to make a business out of it, whereas you need to heal people first at the end of the day and understand what exactly that you're called for also at the end of the day i think there's so many fake prophets and whatsoever that they're actually manipulating people because most people are very desperate and trying to find help and most healers are now losing their purpose and and instead of healing people they want to make some sort of financial gain with that so as much as we're trying to modify um, make things very modern but at the same time i think it's very important as us as healers to keep
0: to the roots of the things Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Healthworm Zanzi podcast. For more on our traditional healing chat, check out healthwormzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam or just curious about some health and wellness trends, you can send an email to hello at healthwormzanzi.co.za or send a message to 076-132-0454. Yeah, we're on Blue tick. So there you have it gals and guys, what an insightful conversation with Simambo regarding all things traditional healing and methods. I hope you learned just as much as me. Till next time, keep well, stay healthy, signing out your girl Joe.